1: To you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio. This is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura.
2: All right, let's do it live on a Halloween Tuesday edition of the program, merely Bo, the Great Z. It's an NFL trade deadline Halloween Tuesday edition. Tuesday edition of the program.
3: Yeah. How you living? Terrible. Jimmy Garoppolo made me want to cl- claw my eyes out last night. <laughs> I couldn't watch. I just, I, I can't watch any well, more bad ball. I've seen enough bad ball. The Lions are fun. I like the Lions. They're fine.
2: They are, yeah. But I just I just see too much incompetence. The, the NFL right now, this last couple of weeks, and I, we had somebody on, I asked about it a couple of weeks ago, and I said it just feels like it's a lot of bad ball. And they said, "Well, it would have maybe would have felt like this a year ago, but I mean, this is now like a month of bad ball. There's not that many teams out there. Even the best teams in the league, whether it's Philly, Philly hasn't even been like they're 7 and 1 cuz they're so damn talented, but they haven't had like their like watch this. Miami's had their watch this. Buffalo's had a watch this. Kansas City sort of has, but they laid an egg as big as you can lay on Sunday. It's just week to week, there's not a lot of great ball being played out there. I think there's compelling ball, though. I mean, I think it's hard to play Compelling's Compelling is different ball. than great. Yeah. Usually, there's a couple of great teams. And I think, comp- it, for me, some yeah, of this to stuff, me, stuff is hard than compelling. Be boring. I'm not talking about blowouts.
3: I'm talking about competitive games where two teams are competent. There's not a lot of that. The Washington-Philly game this week, I thought, was pretty good. It's a good back and forth, very competitive. But is that a Philly team playing to its level? I uh, know AJ Brown was doing pretty outrageous things, six straight games of 125 yards. He's very good, but they don't like Hurts feels like he's a little hurt all I the time. Hurt. So they're dealing with that. They're yep. just it's
2: not a lot of You can you, go ahead, you can canvas for the NFL. You can canvas for the greatness of it.
3: I love the NFL and the greatness. I, I love the the football league, the shield, beautiful. Uh but Jimmy Garoppolo By the said, way,
2: number 1 rated show uh, all last weekend was up against us. Bengals and uh, Niners was number one show on all of television
3: last weekend. Yeah, as was uh, 28 of million. 28 million. On was that, that on? Well, who was that on? Who carried that? CBS. CBS got that. Yep. And Fox supposedly had their biggest single header in whatever the heck that means. I don't know how you can have a single yeah. header. 28 million watched that one. That was Yeah, one. because it's big deal, the National Football League. Well, we like to gamble and we like to play fantasy. <laughs> Football's yes. good for those things. It's great for them. Nothing's better. Um, but did you? So you didn't watch any of the game? No, I watched it. I had
2: it on, but then it got to a point where it was incompetent from the Raiders, and I'm like, I'm not going to watch a team have a 140 yards of total offense and not hit the broadside of a barn with open throws. And I mean, Devontae
3: Adams should have had a 98 yard touchdown. have yeah, had just, a 60 yard touchdown. I just didn't want to keep. We watching, got hosed on the scores. Enough. We had literally diagnosed it perfectly. Yeah, I down 12. He's going to throw a touchdown same, to Devontae exactly. Adams, who was couldn't have been more wide open. Could not have been, and missed him by 30 yards. Twice. The, the one where he's running down the left side. Just there were Just totally uncovered. Yes. Yeah. Totally uncovered. Unchecked. That's a.
2: That's a uh, that, he needs that, to get out of there. That whole situation. Well, you've got three hours. Get him out of there. Yeah. Free Devontae. you got three hours to get him out. Get but him you out. you can't. Yeah, and no, they look like they're miserable humans. They just can't stand playing for McDaniels, clearly.
3: They can't stand him. It's pretty obvious to me Devontae Adams has had it with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. That was pretty apparent last night as well lions love the helmets put it over white as you said or white over blue would be fine too but get they the had two choices not on that. all gray yeah they had two choices on
2: that the lids are clean it's a clean look great the lid. honolulu blue is beautiful uh but it, it had to be white over white or it had to be white blue like you could even talk me into like blue over white or maybe even blue over silver but the, the blue over the all gray was a total fail and the idea and then the Raiders the, in white over gray it just looked awful the gray's it's and it's such a dull gray yeah like if you think back of their of the Barry Sanders era ones I mean it, it was a bright silver, silver and this is just kind of blah yeah, it, not, yeah, good, yeah. not good not good but they're good and by the way we all mocked not as much as we mocked the Bijan thing for Atlanta but like we mocked that draft of Gibbs and Laporta and Campbell they're not all Florida dudes. Campbell. What's Campbell doing? They're all dudes. He starts almost every game plays I the whole time. Gibbs had 156 much. yards last night as Gibbs a running back. They got three guys. They got three starters in their draft. I mean, the first three picks, it's
3: all kind of worked. I don't think that Campbell guy's any good. I don't know if he is or not, but I mean, he plays all the time. No, Laporta's good. And they got him in second round. That's a great pick. laporta has been on it from day one. You were all over that too. When you're some of the guys that you talked to and, uh, DLD. That's right. You. I think it was that Risden guy I talked to about that. I mean, he's got... he gave me the heads up on it. In eight games, he's got 34 tackles and a sack. Yeah.
4: yeah.
3: He starts. He started four out of eight games. I think he's been, though, the last month. That's when it's been it's elevated. when he's become, he's become when a he's starter. Become elevated,
2: yeah. All right. Either way,
3: they're winning, and they
2: got some dudes, and they're a
3: fun team to watch. They are a fun team to watch. Yeah. I enjoy go. them, and they got smoked by the Ravens. That's the thing. When you've had some of these marquee games, you haven't necessarily got a competitive football game, which is what I think has been, that's what we've been lacking, is Niners-Bengals was not as competitive as you would have hoped, and certainly from our standpoint, didn't go the way you would have wanted. Ravens-Lions was not competitive at all.
2: Yeah, and the primetime games have been largely bad. I, I think if you go, I just think consistently week in and week out, you don't have consistently good play. Really, from anybody?
3: Yeah, and quarterbacks. It's a there's a crisis at the quarterback position. There's a hundred
2: percent a crisis at the quarterback position. There's a lot of them that have gotten hurt. We're down. You know, how many starters are we down from? I mean, and and Rodgers and Cousins are in the top half. Rodgers certainly, both those guys were top half of the NFL guys, and they're both gone. All right. So, um,
3: if you were to look at it,
2: our guy hasn't played in a month.
3: AFC East, Tua's played the whole way. You've had the whole way of of Allen Jets. Nope. Patriots. I mean, Mac Jones is terrible. So yep. there's two good quarterbacks in the AFC. So two for four. Lamar, yes. Pickett, eh. Our guy, eh. And Pickett's out now. So eh. and then Burroughs played the whole time and is finally himself. So again, two out of but four. But he there. also
2: went. But even Burrow, if you want to go two out of four, he was bad for the first Early. four weeks.
3: Yeah. You know, it really wasn't until
2: right before Arizona. the bye, Arizona, and then he was decent against Seattle. Then obviously he's back now. But I mean, you haven't gotten the full compliment of of him at no. all.
3: Trevor Lawrence. He's been pretty good. CJ Stroud. Yep. Nobody nope. with the Titans. Nobody with the Colts because they lost Richardson. Yep. Mahomes went the whole way. Herbert. Yep, yep. And Russell Wilson's actually playing pretty well. He's got good stats. So,
2: I think he's like 16 4 touchdown yeah. interception.
3: Yeah, 100 plus rating. So three out of the four there. So you got three, two, two, two in the AFC. In the NFC, Hurts, yeah. Dak, yeah. Commanders. I mean, I'm. I'm not ready to say Sam Howell's a yeah. Giants have had an injury. Goff, yes. Cousins is now out. Packers, no. Bears, no. Injury and no. So that's three so far. NFC South, Falcons, no. Saints, no. Buccaneers, no. Panthers, no. I mean, I don't know. Are they happy with Bryce? Uh, maybe just game. They're,
2: they have no roster around him at all.
3: Geno Smith counts as a yeah. Purdy, I think, counts as a yeah. Stafford. Yeah. Yeah, but the he, other he's do, hurt. He does. He's yeah. hurt again. Yeah. So, Arizona no, Arizona no. So I mean, yeah, less than half the league has had yeah, like ten anything ten
2: good quarterback situations in the whole league. Yeah. yeah, through the first half, that's probably where it hits. Yeah, that's your uh, that's
3: your issue. Why maybe I view it as as we're not getting a lot of great ball. Well, yeah, and I think some of the teams that you thought were supposed to be marquee, for example, the Jets were supposed to be a marquee team and good ball and must see TV, and they are yeah. dreadful to watch. The Vikings are going to go from being a super fun team to watch to being dreadful to watch. Without Kirk Cousins, they got to get Winston today.
2: They got to do something. They can go one of two ways. They can either go that way and try to piecemeal it and say, look, we're in the NFC and Philly's really good. Dallas is pretty good. Detroit's pretty good. San Francisco, I still think, is pretty good. But we can make the playoffs pretty straightforward in the NFC at four and four if we get competent quarterback play at all. Yep. Competent, explosive quarterback play at all. Um, Or. They could do the other thing and they could say, Hey, we lost our quarterback. It's time to sell off some pieces. Daniil Hunter, and they could go the other way with it. They could. Jefferson's on IR as it stands.
3: He's there for two more weeks. I think if you have Jefferson and Addison, you need to get them somebody that can actually get them the ball. It's gotta be Winston.
2: Him or Tannehill. Jacoby, yeah. I guess, could be dealt today too, though. So who knows? But I mean that those feel like you
3: gotta do something for him for
2: those guys. They would, could they could be they could be a playoff team.
3: Oh, yeah. But the question is that Kwasi that has to ask himself, and Kevin O'Connell is, do we want to be a playoff team at the expense of our long-term future? The question you have to ask is... Because you're not going to win the Super Bowl. Is the goal not. to make the playoffs or is the goal to win the Super Bowl? I
2: th- and I think that's d- different for each fan base, right? Uh-huh. Like, if you're a fan base who hasn't had a whole lot of success and you're starved to make the... Like, for the example, like, let's say the Lions and the, and the Vikings situations were inverted and it was Goff who was down. It would mean everything to the Lions organization to make a playoff berth, to win a playoff, to, yes. to get to a playoff game. It means everything. Well, Minnesota's had a ton of success; their families had a ton of success. Like they can, they could go the other way with it, and they could, they could trade off parts, and they could try to pick at the top of the draft, and their fan base would probably say, "Hey, yeah, so, sign us up for that. We'll hey, take." We that. went to the playoffs last year. Yeah, it's fine. So we, we're fine. We'll we'll take that as a, as the trade off. So I think that question is one that many teams will try to answer over the next three hours. Is if you can make a big deal. You know, what are you going to get? What is the big deal going to net you at the highest level? Yeah. If everything goes well, what's the best it can do for you? And yeah. Minnesota, it feels like talking to people this morning. Even it feels like Minnesota is kind of the could be the fulcrum for this thing, in in where kind of it all goes. We already had one deal. We had the Martez Sweat deal to Chicago. I, I this is crazy. I don't know what the hell the Bears are doing. They gave up a second round pick again. They just do not value second round picks in any way. They gave a second round. They are two and six football team. They cannot get after the passer, but he's not exactly a get-off-the-passer guy anyway. Um, he's kind of like a clowny-type guy.
3: Who, Montez? No, he's a, he's a pass rusher.
2: I mean, this year he hasn't been. It's mostly been he's pressure, he's good against the run. Like, they could have acquired him in the free agency this year.
1: Well, that's If the they thing. wanted to. So
2: why give up a second-round pick guess for a 2-6 team?
3: This way, they, they're giving up a second-round pick to guarantee that they get him is really the only thing that makes any sense. I mean, Montez Sweat is a guy that was coveted around the league. Hence, obviously, the compensation there. I'm surprised that they were able to – that they would do that now. And I think it's – they look at it as a piece of their rebuild, right? I think they look at it as, all right, now we've got a quality edge rusher. And you could have drafted one in the second round, I suppose, certainly for cheaper, but obviously that was not the direction that they wanted to go. It's going to – this will age better for them than the Claypool deal. So that's – that you have that at least working for them. Yeah. Um but a lot of people supposedly Montez Sweat was was a was a hot commodity if you listen he to He must the have people.
2: been on a on a second round pick, he would have had to have been. So he, he does are, have
3: six and a half sacks on the season yeah, he's, so got he's s- off to a good start. Six and a half sacks this year. He had eight last year, he had nine in twenty twenty. Um yeah, he's a good he's a he is a good pass rusher. He can get to the quarterback. He's got two forced fumbles, six and a half sacks, ten tackles for loss already. Yeah, he's having a he's having a very good year. And I think that's what they're looking like. We can get ourselves a, a premier edge player and uh go with it. And that's what they're doing. I'm surprised though that Washington is now Washington knows they couldn't sign him, and I think their thinking is we weren't gonna sign him, so that means the best we could do is a compensatory third at the end of the year. Yeah. So this way we get a second. And by the way, it looks like it's gonna be a pretty good second. Yeah, because he's not gonna they're gonna the Bears are gonna be bad. Yeah, the Bears are the so the Bears back.
2: will. The Bears have their pick, and then they have um, the shoes. Look at the shoes. They get some, yeah, some dunks. Yeah, they did. I don't know that he wanted to be noticed with that though. Was did when you get? A, I, did we get a thumbs up on that on yeah. the shoes? Did we? Okay, yeah. I couldn't tell because there's a glare. I yeah. couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if we got a thumbs up on that uh, or not. So yeah, trade deadline is today at four uh, o'clock. Oddly, the Cardinals announced that they're going to start Clayton Tune or Kyler Murray. Sunday against the Browns, despite previous reports that Dobbs would
3: start. So, and it makes you think that maybe Dobbs is going somewhere, but both Tom Pellicero and Ian Rappaport reported yesterday, after the announcement that Dobbs was not going to be the quarterback, that it's going, it will be Clayton Toon and not Kyler Murray. And the reason they said, they said, well, barring a big change in the plans they will likely start quarterback Clayton Toon this week before the Kyler Murray experience begins, and I think part of that is because your first game back, do you want to go on the road in not great weather with Kyler yeah. Murray against our defense, no. or would you like to have him start at home against Atlanta the mm-hmm. following week? And Much my guess more is hospitable. That. Much more hospitable. Um,
2: so Clayton Toon out
3: of Houston, I believe. Yeah. Houston Cougars. Fifth-round
2: pick this year, I want to say. Yeah. So he's gonna I wonder what the I wonder what the reason
3: for that change was why not just have Dobbs roll out there again so I read something from somebody there that they feel like Clayton Tunes athleticism again and I have no idea if this is true or not but that they can basically put in their Kyler Murray offense this week oh I see he so he can, can run, run it that. and then Kyler can get a bunch of reps in it this week and then it's they're kind of making the transition so Toon makes it easier for them to do that than Dobbs so then Dobbs, what you wonder like, is he long for Arizona? So
2: like I not, would think not. Wouldn't seem so. Um so in terms of quarterbacks who could be on the market, Dobbs, uh Brissett, guys we had both those guys last year, I suppose. Gosh, a terrible. Uh Tannehill, we uh, I saw um Vrabel talk about that yesterday, saying that they haven't haven't received anything, but they're listening on that front. So Tannehill could be out there, and then Winston, I would think. And he made it sound him. like Tannehill would start if he could play. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about how he, doesn't, he didn't like the Levis pick and was kind of like
3: – Well, does he like it now?
2: I would think. Four touchdowns feels like it works, but I don't Threw know. Threw
3: the ball down the field for the first time all year. He made some great throws. Uh, I yeah. thought Levis was very impressive. Yeah. Did you see PFT commenters' idea? I did not. That the next Titans-Texans game should be for those uniforms. I, yeah. So did you see
2: what else they did? So the University of Houston
0: yeah, it's put um, out
2: a light blue and red uniform and the NFL is suing the university for contra- for infringement of copyright. So I guess what I don't understand is the NFL and the Houston uh, Titan or the Tennessee Titans own the shade light blue. I don't see how they could. How could you own a color?
3: How could you own a comment? It's
2: not the same color as the one the Oilers wore. It's and it's white darker, and red. And, and their colors are white and red. And they just put Houston on a helmet like Really? Why get into that? Why? I don't understand. You know what? Tennessee, if you like the damn uniforms so much. Wear them all the time. Wear them all the time. You can even go with that color scheme. Dude, the last time they changed their uniforms, they got rid of white helmets. They did have a light blue jersey, you will recall. When, yeah. When McNair and, and Eddie were there, they had a light, a light blue jersey with a white helmet. Just wear those and put a T on the helmet. How about this? Why not just be the Tennessee Oilers? Well, that's another one. I I don't have any idea why they didn't do that. If it if, it, if they love it so much, then just be it. How come in other
3: sports they just so. did that? The L. A. Lakers, the Utah Jazz. They just said, "Well, the well worst, we're the Jazz, so we're going to you know, stay the Jazz." Why don't we just in the old days they stay never, the Oilers and keep them, and then you
2: the, in the old days they didn't uh, rename, uh, but in the last round of them they they did with the exception of the Memphis Grizzlies who makes no sense cuz you uh, you cannot have Grizzlies in Mem- in Tennessee. No. Um but that's okay. But even like um yeah it's fine. Maybe it's the City association. Seattle SuperSonics it. became the Oklahoma City Thunder. Sure. So they swapped that out cuz uh, the Hornets Seattle got their name back. That? Well, they learned from us. Yeah. So they kept the history all of it. Yeah. And that was part of the NBA's deal. They learned from here and they they kept that all in Seattle and there will be an expansion team in Seattle and LA and in the NBA in the next few years, but um. So then, I'm trying to think who else would have been relocated. It's most of it's been NBA. Yeah. Because the the Hornets went to New Orleans. Well, the Rams say the Rams. I guess. Or all the way, all around. The way around. They've been that. Cardinals that goes all as the way well. back to St. Louis. Was it? Yeah. Were they the? Were they the Chicago Rams? What did the Rams? Or they started here. Did the Rams start here? Yeah. There I think Cleveland that's right. Rams. I think they were the yeah. Cleveland Rams to St. Louis Rams to L. A. Rams to St. Louis back to L. A. No, 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 no. It was the St. Louis Cardinals. Now I've gone cross that. I feel like the Pepe. St. Sildi Louis is Cardinals
3: are right. the Arizona Cardinals.
2: Correct, but the they were not. They went from here to L.A. The Rams went from here to L.A. Then to St. Louis, then back to L.A. Okay, so they didn't stop in St. Louis first. Uh, but yeah, like I, to me, like just if you love them, wear them. If not, give, give them, them to them Houston back. so that they can wear them. And if it's out of spite, because your dad didn't get a stadium built, I guess they built a spite franchise is what they did, and they're holding them hostage It's like Latte Larrys. It is. It absolutely is. A little bit like that. Um, so we'll see what happens here over the course of the next, what do we know, about three hours worth. And, and perhaps we could see some things. Kenyon Drake is tweeting pictures of Pumpkinhead on his Twitter, I'm so told.
3: We had a workout with him last week. My guess is that would be a practice squad signing. Yeah. That perhaps they think that he can, you know, give them a little something in the practice squad. I don't know. What do you think the mindset is today for Andrew Barry? By the way, Clayton Toon, and mm-hmm. I'll answer that question in a second, Clayton Toon was pick number 139 in this draft. Okay. Pick number 140 was DTR. Yeah. Um, what I think his mindset is, I think that if he can make a trade for a receiver or an edge player that can be not only a part of our program this year but a part of our program next year, then I think that he would be interested in that at the right price. I think that it is very difficult to contemplate going all in on just this season alone when you don't know what the status of your quarterback is. And I'll go back to it. I've said it. I'll say it again. The Browns' ultimate success this season, and it is the ultimate team game, that is true. But the Browns' success this season rides on Deshaun Watson's ability to come back and play good football. That's a period. Full stop.
2: That's it. Yep.
3: That's where that's that's going to determine what this season is. There's no quarterback out there that you trade for that you think has any impact on your ability to win a Super Bowl. Deshaun Watson, if the Browns are going to win a Super Bowl, it's going to be Deshaun Watson playing at quarterback. Um, And and that's just the reality of the situation. So we don't know what's going to happen this week. I've said it and I will say it again. I think that. I think it's very important That he gets his feet wet this week before we go to Baltimore. Now, if that's if it's physically possible, if that is physically impossible, then that's it. Just is what it is. But if it is physically possible for him to go out there and play this week, I think it's very important. Take on an Arizona team that's given up seventy percent completions, given up a hundred quarterback rating, a team that you should starting a rookie starting like we should. If they start Clayton Tune, we should shut them out. I mean, this should be a shutout. That should be Mm -hmm. that should be the goal in this game. Yep. They should not get double digit points. Like we should we should not have to do a whole lot on offense to win, but I think it'd be a great tune up for him because then it's then it's gonna get real hard at Baltimore, home Pittsburgh, and those are huge, huge games. I think the of course it can be done, but to go into Baltimore not having played since, you know, the Tennessee game really, I think would be a very daunting task.
2: No kidding. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you. That's And the only one who's gonna know is him. You know, he's the one who's gonna, who controls it as the week goes along, and so right. that that's the thing that you have to do today is there has to be, you know, you know it's interesting because he talked last week and he talked about how you know like, it could be this week, it could be next, it might not be, it might be then, and it's like the only bar- barometer of that is you, right? Because so, there's no other way to to examine or to there's nothing, so it's it's just are you comfortable in playing, and until that answer is yes, then you're kind of just treading
3: water, right? And so what's what. And what is it that, you know, will make you feel like you are comfortable playing? Is it, is it something with velocity? Is it something with pain? Is it something with right. you know your ability as you feel like to drive the football? Those are the questions that need to be answered for us to have any type of clarity on the situation. I also think, with the benefit of this week, you know, do you consider going with DTR, giving him a full week of practice, Been and playing that DTR? For a while. Because this I, is a guy who at least completed 69% of his passes in college. Like, we're going at sub 50% right now. Yeah. The turnovers, as we've talked about, have been, you know, crippling to this team. And now, yet, we've still won two of these three games with PJ. But, you know, I would think DTR can give you at least what PJ's given you. And then I the question becomes can he give you maybe a little more than that in terms of being able to see things and deliver the football accurately. Because, you know, you look at our games right now. So, P.J. Walker turned it over three times last week, two times against Indy, two times against the Niners. So, that's six turnovers, right? Three, two, two, seven. Seven. Seven seven giveaways in three three games. Can't have it. And I know DTR turned it over three times against Baltimore. He got an
2: hour-and-a-half head start. I don't know why that's being held against him. I
3: don't think it should be. I I don't think think it should be. I think those were – Impossible circumstances. Yeah, against a very what turned out to be a, a top great, three defense, a really
2: good team, and you have an hour and a half. Oh yeah, you're
3: starting, like, and that's tough. Th- and the difference is that whole game plan that was put in was not a game plan that was for him. So he I got agree. reps in practice, but everything that was in was for Deshaun because prior to that moment. Now, of course, you make changes on the fly. But that's a very, very difficult situation. And when you're trying to match wits with the quarterback of the defense, and that quarterback of the defense happens to be Roquan Smith in your first start, that's going to affect you. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to run into that with this Arizona Cardinals defense. You You can be just fine against this team. So I wonder. I wonder if that's something that they're contemplating. I think P.J. is a gamer. I thought we saw from kind of the second quarter through the end of the third quarter, the best football that he's played, and that was tantalizing. But th- at the end of the day, he ends up 15 of 31. Yeah. You know, We're on the season with him right now, 49.5% completions, hundred eighteen yards, one touchdown, five picks, two lost fumbles, and a quarterback rating of 51.8. I mean, I know DTR hasn't played well, and he did get one rep. He completed a pass for nine yards on a shovel yep. pass to uh, David Njoku last week. I just wonder if this week you say, all right, we're going to go – Pick one thirty-nine against pick one or forty, and let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm with you, and, and that's not a knock on PJ. I think PJ he's been a gamer. He's made some big plays when we needed him to make big plays. I think that we know what we're currently doing is not sustainable, and the question becomes: Do you believe that that can change with the same quarterback, or do you think that necessitates and if any, giving somebody else a chance? If any game and really it's
2: and if anyone has a soft landing spot, it's Arizona. Like if you know, so, yeah. I, no, I'm with you. Well, that's why I
3: want Deshaun. I think ultimately, the best thing for the Browns is if Deshaun Watson is feels that he is close enough or able to go that he plays this week, has some success, probably gets some confidence in his body and in his arm and in this and what we're doing before you go into Baltimore. Except, You're five and three going in there. That's a big game. Yeah, it's a huge game. That's a big game because you don't yeah. want to get swept in the They're season series.
2: They're off this week. Well, no, they
3: they have.
2: No, they have Seattle Seattle at home. They have Seattle at home. That's right. Because we inverted. Yep. They had Arizona last week. They have Seattle at home. Those are the hot topics today presented by Vivid Seats, official fan experience partner of your Cleveland Browns. Head to Vivid Seats to purchase the brand new premium terrace experience. Your ticket comes with a pregame field pass, parking, all inclusive food and beverage, and a $50 Brown Shop gift card. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, official fan experience partner of your Cleveland Browns. We're off and running Cleveland Browns daily 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bed, Now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
2: Be part of one of the most passionate fan bases in the NFL. Join Next Gen STM, presented by Ticketmaster. Official waitlist to of the Cleveland Browns being a Next Gen STM is the best chance to secure your tickets for all home games in future seasons. Visit ClevelandBrowns.com/slash/waitlist to reserve your spot today time for a little after further review oh baby boy that was nice how that timed out right yeah. you get that right into there yeah that worked out very very well um, all right dr. Z After further review what stood out offensively
3: all right a couple things stood out we're gonna give them to you right now thing number one after the Browns in. the Browns first scoring drive was an absolute masterpiece of play calling. Started off with the screen to the right, Kareem Hunt for 12 yards. Yeah. Then he had the throw out screen to Pierre Strong for 40. And then the fake screen left, fake screen right. Chief Leak takes a huge hit. P.J. Walker stands in the pocket, delivers the football. It was the exact same play the Niners had run there. I thought that was incredible. I just thought that was, when you think about dialing something up against an opponent, and going three plays the length of the field with all screen screen fake screen fake screen i thought that was just wild to watch
2: he's it's i mean manufacturing
3: yes space and
2: offense i mean it's being manufactured without a lot of people
3: yep no without a lot of people it's been it's really been something uh thing number two for me is i think pierre strong is a thing Mm -hmm. I I like Pierre Strong I like his acceleration I think it jumps off the page when you watch him he's averaging 4.6 yards per carry this year which other than Nick Chubb is the most for any running back on our team you look at him after contact he's averaging 3.58 yards after contact per uh, run Mm -hmm. that's really good the only person who better than that again at running back this year Nick Chubb who was at 4.0 so I think Pierre Strong is showing things that lead me to believe this guy has a chance to be a very, very good and, and important player for us down the stretch. So he's that got a being gear. Our number two. He, he's
2: got a gear as soon as he gets the ball that's a little different. He's like,
3: this is what he reminds me of. He reminds me of a Tesla in that when he puts it's, it down, yeah. it's instant. He doesn't have to go through gears. It's just yes. like, boom, full. Yeah, I don't know if, what the high end go. is like, but I know from here to here is really fast. So he ran the fastest. He was the fastest running back at the 2022 combine 4.3740. So okay. I, think he's, I think he's got some He's got some juice. And for his career, he's averaging well over six yards a carry. Now, that was buttressed by the fact that his first 10 carries went for 100 yards. And I think including a touchdown, maybe, even against the Arizona Cardinals in his rookie season as a member of the Patriots. But he is uh, – I'm excited about him. I think that he really does have a chance to be something here for the Browns as a compliment to what you're getting out of Kareem Hunt as well as what you're getting out of, you know – Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford, yeah. Uh, Thank you.
2: South Dakota State Jackrabbit, Pierre Strong. Yes, that's right. Yeah, one of their number one team in 1AA right now. Really? Yeah, they are. Yep. Yeah. That's a good job. Um, all right, what else? You have one more?
3: Yeah, his touchdown, by the way, last year did come against Arizona. Five carries, 70 yards, and a house call in that one, his first NFL touchdown before he scored again this year, week two against the Pittsburgh you Steelers. You think about how
2: hard it is to be noticed and be given chances starting at a place like, like the South Dakota State thing, like how hard that is to overcome all of it?
3: Yeah. I just, I'm just i shocked bless. that the, the Patriots felt like they couldn't find a role for him.
2: That they acquired Ezekiel Elliott as opposed to just keeping him?
3: Yeah, with, as a compliment to right Now they now, maybe it was a case of they coveted Tyrone Wheatley Jr. that much. Then we said, well, you're only getting him if you give us yeah. Pierre Strong. But it felt like from reports that he wasn't going to make their 53 anyway. I, I, I like him a lot. I like that juice. I like that acceleration. All right. After further review. After review. David Njoku's having a great season. Yes, he is. Despite the fact that it hasn't necessarily manifested itself like it has for some of the other what I would call premier tight ends in the season. And it is not for a lack of trying, certainly on on the Chiefs' part. I think that he's played very, very well. 39 targets, 28 catches, 293 yards. He got his first touchdown last week. He's catching over 70% of the passes that are thrown his way. He's doing that for the second straight season. He's averaging, you know, between 7.5 and 8 yards per target this year. And he is... Here's the thing. He has gotten the majority of his yards himself. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that we said he has 293 yards. Of the 293 yards that he has so far this year, 243 of them have come after the catch. 243 of them... Have cap come after the catch. Do you know what the average depth of target for David Njoku is this year? <laughs> Can't be much. 3.7 yards. Yes, yeah, that's
2: what it feels like.
3: 3.7 yards. It's been a lot of screens. That he's obviously been very good at. But I want to see David Njoku get involved as a player not only in the short area, but down the field. Bo, question. Question. How many passes of his thirty nine targets? Okay. Thirty nine? Of his thirty-nine targets. Yep. Do you think went more more than ten yards in the air? Ten. Five. Yeesh. Five. This is a guy who can run corner routes. This guy can run seams. We thought he'd be in the seam on the threat. We We saw it in the preseason. He's that's, been, a, that's brutal, man. That's 20, brutal. 27 of his 28 catches have come within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. Nine of them have been behind the line of scrimmage oh, or at God. the line of scrimmage. The twenty eighteen of them have been between 0 and 10 yards. That's brutal. By the way, when you target David Ajoku, for the most part, good things happen. And I want to see him be utilized in more areas than just the short area. I love what he's able to do after the catch. I like the idea of getting him in space.
2: You have some breaking news, Gibby?
5: I do. Go. Vikings trading for Josh Dobbs from the Arizona Cardinals.
3: There you go. Once he was benched, you felt like he was on the move. Had to be, Familiarity there with, you know, the guys who are the Browns north. Oh, they are north of here, aren't they, geographically speaking? Yeah. yeah, A little northwest. Mm-hmm. So there it is. Josh Jobs will go, and that's it. That's isn't interesting it? to me. I agree. I, I think if you're going to make a move with your receivers, like I'd want somebody who can sling it like Jameis. And now me maybe too. Jameis I... isn't available. but I... My only job would be making sure that Justin Jefferson is
2: happy. And Addison. And, and Addison. But Addison can't go anywhere. He's and in year one. But, like, I would want Jefferson especially, Hawkinson absolutely. Like, Jameis will stat them up. Yes, He would have statted them up, and Josh Dobbs is not going to stat them up.
3: He is not. Um, Anyway, point three being David Njoku is having a very good year. We need to find ways to get him the football down the field. I I caveat all of this, and which my next point is going to be, I'm going to get to it again, is that with what we've had to go through at quarterback, our receivers are not being – properly targeted in many cases they are not properly being thrown to where they can run after the catch it's amazing so i told you those run after the catch stats on the flip side of that are things that are maybe not as good right and so what i mean by that is you've got david ajoku with 243 of his 293 yards after the catch this is the one to me that's wild elijah moore's got 100 yards after the catch Amari Cooper's got 83 yards after the catch. They're averaging 2.8 and 3.8. Amari 2.8, Elijah 3.8 yards after the catch, respectively. You've got to, number one, get the ball down the field. And really, the only person that you are doing that to, average depth of target for Amari Cooper is 14.7. For Chief, I said it's 3.7 yards. Elijah 9.4. DPJ 11.9. He's just not getting any opportunities really in the games. We're not pushing the ball to anybody, and, and I think that's part of, you know, the limitations we're dealing with at the quarterback position. And, and then my fourth thing is guys like DPJ, guys like Elijah Moore. When you watch the tape of this game, game especially, they were open a lot and in critical situations, and in fact, Elijah Moore should have had at least one if not two walk-in touchdowns in that game. We've got to be able to deliver the football to people who, and a busted coverage run free right over the middle of the field.
2: Your job as a backup quarterback is that the layups are layups. You don't need to make the big dynamic plays. You don't need to hit it to chief down the seam. Like, that's nice, but it's not required. Yes. The layups have to be layups, and that what, that is what makes a successful quarterback.
3: All right, let's go to the defensive side. It's a successful backup, rather. All right, so this is something that stuck out on tape. This was an odd game in terms of the fact that the Browns were able to generate a lot of pressure on Geno Smith, but they weren't able to get them down. And I think the next step, and especially for a guy like Zadarius Smith, Zadarius Smith and Obo Okoronko in this game had 11 combined pressures that resulted in no sacks. Yep. And I think for Zadarius, what he's done to this team has been so very valuable. He just hasn't finished it. Here's what's wild. Miles Garrett has 36 pressures this season. Mm-hmm. He has eight and a half sacks. So he's averaging basically a sack for every four pressures.
2: Right. Four ish pressures. Yeah. Four ish
3: pressures. Zadarius has 25 pressures. 25. And has one sack. Yeah. They both have the same number of quarterback hits, too, according to PFF. Now, if you go to the quarterback hits that add the sack, non-sack quarterback hits. So that puts Miles at 16 for Zedarius or 16, 17, depending on if you use next-gen stats, use profile of focus, and it's half of that for Zadarius. So he has been very effective. He just hasn't been able to finish some of these plays. I think that that is coming. That's, that's thing number one. After further review, number two. After review. MJ Emerson continues to his ascent. Into the elite, in my opinion. And the final stats, they tell you, targeted 11 times, gave up five catches in this one, a quarterback rating of 27 when targeted. you love that. Yep. But I want to go back to a, a three-play sequence. On the last drive of the first half. Three plays prior to his interception, they ran a speed-out with DK Metcalf, and he was open by a good five yards, and that was one where Geno Smith just missed him, kind of threw it in the ground. Yep. Three pays later, they went back to the well, and MJ recognized it, undercut it, and picked the ball off. And I thought that was awesome. That is just great recognition and great ability to then come back and deal and deal with it and make a play for the defense. So I was very pleased with that with MJ Emerson. Number two? Number three? Number three. Yep. At the review. Maurice Hurst. Has been What a play. He's been unbelievable all year. Unbelievable. The interception, we talked about it yesterday, getting the pop, all of that. What he's been able to do in the run game as well has been nothing short of sensational. His grade at Pro Football Focus this week was 92.4, one of the highest rates in the league. He got a pressure. He had run stops. He had tackles for loss. He's been all over the field, and he has been playing at a very, very high level for this Browns team. And you look at pressures on the season, he's number five on our team in quarterback pressures. Miles, one, Zedaris, two, Oboe, three, Dalvin, four, Maurice Hurst, five. And he's been very good in terms of making run stops at the line of scrimmage. He's been very good at making run stops behind the line of scrimmage. Maurice Hurst has been a real bright spot for the Cleveland Browns. And in fact, again, these are just PFF grades, but he would be the number two player on our defense this year in terms of their grading behind Miles Garrett.
2: Jeez, that's wild.
3: All right, fourth and final.
2: After review.
3: One of the things that the Browns need to work on as a defense and one of the areas that they were they got hurt a little bit in this game would be some of the screen games and the ability to have turn short passes into longer gains. And I think that that was a big problem for the Browns in this one in the sense that on shortish passes, they were giving up too much to this Seattle Seahawks team. You know, Tyler Lockett comes to mind on a couple of those short ones. You think of Jackson Smith and Jigba and his ability after the catch to go. He had 38 yards of, of yak on 36 yards 36 yards of receptions. Yep. So that do the math. Those short wide receiver screens – he was able to get a touchdown on one of them. He was able to get uh, 22 yards on another uh, of Yak. Those things have to be cleaned up by the Cleveland Browns. And I'd even go to, that comes part of the tackling at the end of the game. You know, Noah Fant goes 27 yards on a four-yard completion. Yeah. 23 of them after the catch. He had 20. He had 32 yards receiving, 27 on Yak. We have to limit the Yak. When we went through our numbers of Yak, Number 200 teams 100 yards for the season. Yeah, 30 yards a game is not a lot. And and that's what Jackson Smith and did in one game. If he does over the course of seven, I'm not a math major, it's 210 yards. Mm-hmm. That's double what we're getting from our number two guy. So there's a yak problem on both sides of the ball. One, in us allowing it. And two, in our offense's inability to generate that yak. Good job out of you. That's after further review. Very good job.
2: All right, one thought coming up. We'll also go into some of the uh, catch-up on everything that's going on around the league. Jake Trotter at the top of the hour. you listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
2: And Bo here for my team at Renew Home Exteriors. They're introducing new Ascend composite clad siding featuring a beautiful deep grain look. 20 available colors on that. Keep that just installed look for a lifetime, my friends. Low maintenance siding option. Plus, with Renew's price match guarantee, you can be assured you receive the best price for your exterior project even after you buy. Renew Home Exteriors, superior products and superior service. Tell them Bo sent you and visit RenewEstimate.com for more on that.
3: Dr. Z. According to multiple online reports, the Browns have signed tackle Garen Christensen, running back Kenyon Drake, and wide receiver James Prochet, formerly of the Ravens, to the practice squad. They've released running backs Nate McCrary and Jordan Wilkins. In addition, the team has placed tackle Ty Seki biceps on the practice squad injured. Kenyon Drake's obviously the one you know the
2: most. He's the former Alabama yeah. product was he in – he's been in Miami. He's bounced around a little bit. Was he in Pittsburgh for a little while?
3: Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore, maybe that's right. Arizona. He ran for, like, 130 yards and four touchdowns against us as a member of the Arizona Cardinals back in 2019. Um, yeah, Drake's one you know. Uh Shea has been in the league for a while. I don't know that he's done much. Garen Christian, a former third-round pick – Hasn't started a game in a couple of years uh, at tackle, but a former third-round pick of Washington. So
2: most recently, yeah, Drake with the Ravens the last couple of years, then the Raiders, Cardinals, and started his career in Miami. Uh, 44 starts in 102 games.
3: James Prochet, 25 catches, 278 yards, no touchdowns in his career, all with the Ravens. He was a sixth-round pick of the Ravens in the 2020 draft out of SMU. There you go. There it is. So there is uh, – that. that's
2: what's happening right now. Those are all – that's all practice squad stuff. The NFL trade deadline is 4 o'clock. We mentioned Martez, Montez Sweat traded at the top of the show from Washington to Chicago. We had a trade yesterday. The Giants traded Pro Bowl defensive end Leonard Williams to the Seahawks. The Giants got a second and a fifth in return for that one as he's a good player, uh, heads, heads west there. Uh, the Steelers rule safety Minka Fitzpatrick out Thursday night. Um, leaving the door ajar for Kenny Pickett to play, they need him to because Trubisky was pretty, dreadful, pretty bad, bad. Yeah, it's amazing they hung with Mason Rudolph for all those years, and then made the switch to uh, to Trubisky the last couple of years. So um, that's the way that goes there. And By the way, I wouldn't mind.
3: Listen, I'll be like Gibbe. I, I don't mind who they play. Just go out there and take care of business, Tennessee Titans. Well, if they let Levis live. Let him live. Yeah, let him go. Levis Hopkins, bit. Hopkins, all of a sudden was back.
2: Yeah. Well, Levis can throw down the field. Like the one thing he has is a strong arm. I mean, he's it was legendary in SEC circles his ability to throw the ball down the field. So he's got the powerful arm that was always been there. That was something that their offense
3: hasn't had, and now they have it. Well, so. especially when you think about having Derrick Henry as your running back, and then mm-hmm. you have play action off of that you now have somebody who can actually take the shots down the field. Yeah. And I wonder if he can, you know, I think he's been banged up. I don't know how much he's played, but they've got nothing out of Traylon Burks so far in his young career. Was, I mean, the G, you see why the GM gets fired. Like, you have A.J. Brown. Yeah. And you – A.J. Brown has 125-plus in six straight games, which I think is a record, which is yeah, wild.
2: He's he's killing it. Absolutely killing it. You it's,
3: see his catch, the one-hander. Yeah. I mean, he's like
2: – No, he's, he's playing with such confidence right now. It's 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 absolutely wild. We mentioned the Vikings, uh, cousins with the torn Achilles. Uh, Jaron Hall played last week, but they did make the acquisition of Josh Dobbs official or not official, but it's been reported here in the last ten minutes that they'll go in that direction um, at quarterback. You think he's,
3: you think he comes and starts? Right now, right? He's been playing, they'll be able to get him in there, get him in on he can get in on a Wednesday practice.
2: Similar schemes, O'Connell and yep. what Drew would be running in Arizona. I would yes. think that there
3: would be stuff that would be very much so. Very
2: similar. Yep. Uh, you might want to give Hall a look. Maybe give him a look I with think, a week. I don't I think know. you
3: give Hall a look when if it if it doesn't go well with Dobbs and you're you find yourself on the They're outside Four and four, yeah, right, to so your you point. Go. Like
2: I mean I to me I love Josh. he's awesome. Love him. But and I you don't know what they gave back or what was being asked for Winston or even Jacoby, but like there were other options out there, I think. Yeah. That would have given you like Dobbs to me doesn't change it doesn't change too much. No, and He's I, more competent than the other guy, but like you're not you're not scaring
3: anybody in the NFC. I don't know if he's good enough to get you in. Does anybody like or believe in Jameis as much as you and I?
2: Apparently not. No, I guess not. <laughs> Apparently
3: not. We want- Uno does. Uno's Uno got does. the same zest for I just James. think if you have, Je- I just think to your you point, have those- stat those dudes up. Yes, yes. and he will do up. that. He may throw two pick sixes every game. Care. But he'll- I don't care.
2: I want Justin Jefferson and Jordan Anderson happy. He will spin it deep to them. Let him live. Yep. And that would have been my approach for it, is, yep. is to do that. Um, all right, Jake Trotter going to join us coming up at 2 o'clock, uh, the latest on the trade deadline and where we are right now with this season. you listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
2: Supplies Plus give you a chance to win tickets to home games all season long while providing the best deals for your pet at over 75 stores throughout Ohio. Enter to win at ClevelandBrowns.com/slash-PetSuppliesPlus and receive a coupon to use at your local store with your entry. Pet Supplies Plus, proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Time to head out on the Twisted Tea hotline. Brought to you by Twisted Tea, hard Ice tea, official sponsor of your Cleveland Browns. Keep it twisted, Cleveland. Our buddy ESPN's Jake Trotter joining us there. Jake, thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, A slew of minor moves for the Browns at this point, nothing from the trade side of it. Um, Do you think Andrew Barry will be busy between now and four o'clock?
4: Well, I definitely think they're going to canvas to see what's available. It wouldn't surprise me if they didn't make a trade. I think the uncertainty at quarterback has probably contributed to, or I should say maybe limit limiting what they might be able to do otherwise. But, uh, you never know we this team has surprised us in the past, so, and they've always been very aggressive and if I think there's an opportunity to do something, they'll take a look at it. But again, I would not be stunned if if the moves they just made this afternoon were all that they did today if
3: If they were to make a move and you mentioned the uncertainty of quarterback, where what positions do you think a move could be made at?
4: Yeah, there's been a lot of focus at at running back. I never believed that that was where they would go. And I I think the Kenyon Drake signing is more what I anticipated them doing, you know, kind of a depth move at that position. I I thought coming into the month of October, that receiver would be the position they potentially target. And that's why I say it's hard for them to make that move right now because we don't know exactly when – Deshaun Watson is going to be back. And so it's just, I think that complicates, you know, adding talent to that position, uh, especially when you have guys like Cedric Tillman coming up that you, you, you would like to probably get some reps here at some point. Um, you know, I think offensive line depth w- would maybe be an area that they could take a look at. Um, you know, that was probably even before, uh, you know, DeWan Jones got banged up in that game. Uh, you know, they could probably use another body there. But that, that's kind of where I think they are. I don't see them doing anything significant defensively. I don't think you want to touch that defense the way that it's played. So, yeah, like receivers, probably the position to watch. But, you know, if you don't know when your quarterback is coming back, that, that makes it difficult to, to make a move there.
2: Well, that's it, right? I mean, that's kind of where we all are with this thing. And Z and I have talked about this throughout the first couple of days of the week of like, that and Z was emphatic about this. Like the the one thing that can that can solidify all of this is Deshaun Watson playing the way that he played against Tennessee. But that's been a long time now, and that that's still hanging over the franchise, right? In the sense of when is he going to play? When he does play, what is he going to look like? Because we just haven't he hasn't played much, and in two years, and now we're you know just kind of sit and wait. Like I suppose we'll wait for Kevin tomorrow to have something on it, uh, but who knows how that could go.
4: And I, and I think the other part of it, you know, he hasn't played in so long now. And when he has played this year, you know, really hasn't played well, save for, you know, a chunk of that Tennessee game. And so I think it's hard to evaluate, okay, what do we need? Do we, do we need a possession receiver? Do we need a big physical downfield threat? Do we need speed? Like I just, it has been such a mess offensively, really the entire season I think it's difficult to evaluate the move that you would want to make in this particular situation. So again, I, I am with you. I mean, I think that the best move they could make at the trade deadline is their franchise quarterback playing and playing well, um, yes, which you know, exactly. outside of like one and a half games, we just haven't seen it. And there's nothing that they can do in this deadline. That's going to be able to overcome that if it doesn't happen. So, again, Deshaun Watson playing at a high level is really the only path that this team has to getting to where they hope to get, which was the Super Bowl before the season.
3: Deshaun Watson is the solution, or Deshaun Watson must be the solution. Either way you want to phrase it, that's the reality However of the However you want to phrase it, buddy. That's it. You're, I couldn't agree with you more, Jake. What Do you think we see him this week? I've said that if he's able to go physically – I think it's so important to get his feet wet against Arizona in an easier matchup before you go on the road, Baltimore, home, Pittsburgh, and in, in two-division games. So, if there's obviously, it's going to be up to what he is able to do physically and functionally. But if there's any way, I think it's so important to get him out here this week. Do you think we see him this week?
4: Oh, I, I agree with you. But what you don't want is what we saw against Indy, where he plays a quarter against Arizona, comes out, and then he's out for the two most important games of the year. At Baltimore and against Pittsburgh, so I have no idea, Nathan. Like when he's going to be back. I, I like I, I would say that there's a chance that he could play against Arizona, but I certainly wouldn't bet on it at this point. And I'm not going to bet on anything until I see him out there, you know, stringing together a series of full practices. So I mean, who, who knows? I think it'd be really tough just based on what we've seen from him when he hasn't played in a while, to ask him to go to Baltimore the way that they're playing and win that game. that And, and it's, yeah, I agree. it's not a must-win, but like if you want to win the division, you can't lose that game. You have to win right. it. And that would be tough if Deshaun Watson was playing at the peak of his powers. Like if they took 2020 Deshaun Watson up there, that would be a really difficult game. But asking him to step in there having not played since the Tennessee game, really, week three, and then, you know, playing at a high level just based on how rusty he is uh, shown to be when he hasn't played in a while, I mean, that's really tough. But, yeah, like in an ideal world, you would love to see him get some confidence to get some cohesion, some continuity offensively going into the Baltimore game from Arizona. But the guy did not practice at all last week, so who knows if he would be ready it, you know, to go on Sunday.
3: If Deshaun Watson isn't able to go on Sunday, do you stick with P.J. Walker? Do you give DTR an opportunity to maybe get some momentum going? How would you view that quarterback situation for this particular game, given kind of the the ups and downs thus far uh, of the P.J. Walker experience?
4: Well, I, I said this after the Baltimore game, I would not give up on DTR based on that no. performance. Now, I don't know that you bring him back this season. I don't know that I was, you know, I've said that, but I, I think that they, I think they put him in a tough spot. The, the, the You know, I think Deshaun put him in a tough spot, uh, the organization, because everybody, you guys know this, everybody thought Deshaun Watson was playing yes. in the Baltimore game until about what, two and a half hours before kickoff, two hours before kickoff? Not That's even, yeah, yeah, yeah. No right one was Ten thirty.
3: Nobody was. Prepared. Yeah.
4: No one was prepared, and and it showed. And it showed, and so I, I still believe in the talent that DTR showed in the preseason. I still believe uh, that he ha- has the potential to, at the least, be a very solid backup quarterback. And I think he's got a lot more, let's say, you know, natural ability in a lot of ways than, than PJ Walker. Even though yes. I think PJ Walker is giving them everything that he could give. Like, you can't ask for anything more. Um, you know, I, I, it's like they've exhausted every ounce of magic out of P.J. Walker these last three games. And to P.J. Walker's credit, going two and one, he's given them a chance to hang yeah. in there. Like, you know, if they're two and five right now, season's over and, and Deshaun Watson's not even back. So P.J. Walker deserves a ton of credit. To answer your question, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the right answer is. I mean... um. I think we just can't keep turning decide, the ball
3: over, right? Like, that to me yeah, is the, one, like that, that's the, that's the only thing. thing. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And But who's to say DTR wouldn't either if he got an opportunity? Um, it's something that I might take a look at if you thought Deshaun Watson was going to be out two or three more games, you know? Like, okay, can we really keep this going with PJ Walker? What else can we do? Let's give DTR another shot. The guy looked really good in the preseason and um you know maybe we can better prepare him but you leave the league and sit with 17 turnovers like you're not going to go very far doing that so uh the problem is, is all three of your quarterbacks that turn the ball over this year i i would consider it i just i don't know if that's the magic elixir that's going to fix everything
2: you know the damnedest thing is that this team is four and three i know despite all the chance of to this, be five and three i mean it's with a, a team coming in here on Sunday that is very, very beatable, playing a rookie quarterback who, um, you know, honestly, you should be able to smother him, Jake. And so, like, you think mm-hmm. about how good the defense has been. I mean, it's not even just this quarterback stuff. I mean, no Nick Chubb, Conklin, all of these things that have happened this season. And somehow this thing's four and three. And it's it, just from your perspective, it's been a tough cover, right? Because the results are better. If I would have told you before the year that this is what was going to happen and I would have said, Oh yeah, through seven weeks they're gonna be seven games are gonna be four and three, you would have said I was nuts. No chance, right? And
4: and very easily could be five and two. I think the the issue and and why you know, if I'd asked y'all before the year, would you take four and three? I don't know if you would take four and three, but you would be like, All right, we're still in it at four and three, right?
3: You take yes. 5 and 3 though, I think. I think we would have taken that. I'd take 4 yeah. and, knowing what I know now yeah. I'd take 4 and 3. Well, for sure, but I'm saying I think oh, 5 Dunn and 3 think, would have even been okay under normal circumstances. Yes, for sure.
2: 5 and 3 through the first I, eight would have been takeable with everybody healthy.
4: I think so. The, the, but the the problem is is that I think the way that they've gotten here is not really sustainable. I mean the Browns Correct. are last in the NFL in like every by any measure in terms of quarterback performance and it's just yes. not sustainable in the AFC. And now you kind of look around at the landscape and yeah, you're four and three, you're in it. If you go to Baltimore and win, you could win the division first division title in, you know, since 1989, that would be on the table, but you look around and uh, you know, Cincinnati they're back. I think we all agree. Like they're, they're, they're on the way. And so, you know, if you don't win in Baltimore, you're really gonna have to fight to get like into the playoffs, that six, seven spot just based on the landscape right now. So, um, and it's going to be really tough to get there if something dramatically doesn't turn around at the quarterback position because um, the defense is going to give you a chance. But at the end of the day, like if we're playing every game to the last drive, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, right? You're going to go probably 500 in those games. And that's kind of what we've seen so far. So um, a lot to like about this team. Love the way that they fought after getting down 14-0 in that environment. Uh, I just think at the end of the day, you're just going to have to have something happen at quarterback for this team to be a legit contender.
2: Jake, you're the best, man. Thanks for your time, buddy. Greatly
4: appreciate you. Okay, guys. Happy Halloween. Take care. Yeah, you, you too, pal.
2: Jake Trotter of ESPN joining us versus the Twisted Tea Hotline brought to you by Twisted Tea Hard Ice Tea, official sponsor of your Cleveland Browns. Keep it twisted, Cleveland. Coming up next, we go one thought around the league, a little higher, lower as well. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
2: Browns fans, visit your local Tide Cleaners during the month of October for a chance to win tickets to an upcoming Browns home game. You'll automatically be entered to win with any purchase. Time for one
3: thought around the league in week eight. Hello, Gibby. Hi, boys. How you doing, buddy? Meetings. Beautiful. How have they gone? Thank you for getting us a a, cha- a, a little are, chair upgrade.
2: They're, they're flat at least. Yeah. So that's you're headed in the right direction. We're on the yeah, way. Well, on look on at Uno path. on Gibby Cam. Uno. Hey. Hey.
5: Uno, who keeps talking every time my mic's on today. <laughs> I'm like,
1: well, let's go, Uno! Stop
3: Uno. talking. Run wild, run amok. By the way, quick trade Vikings trading guard Ezra Cleveland to the Jaguars. Sources tell Tom Pelissero and rap sheet. 2020 second round pick heads to Jacksonville, where he reunites with offensive line coach Phil Rauscher, who was with Cleveland in Minnesota. There you go.
2: Will we Boy, have the, Vi- the Vikings really? They got a lot going on. Really Will trying, we man. have a a big deal today other than sweat? No,
3: I mean it feels to me. We like had Williams yesterday, Chase sweat today. Would they get rid of them both? I don't know. There are rumors that I would imagine are more unfounded than real, but there are rumors out there that the Browns are not only calling the Bless Commanders you. about getting Jacoby, they're but trying to put together a Jacoby Terry McLaurin combo.
2: Why not put Chase Young in that, too?
5: Why don't you just give them Ira Noobel, Damon Jones, and a few other guys on the back of the Cavs bench Ira from 2007? Ira Noobel. That was
2: a great drop in Ira Noobel. That was like that ridiculous Harden deal that NBA Twitter – I get so annoyed by NBA Twitter. They act like it's the biggest deal ever. Like, it literally changes nothing. Like, no. nothing. But I was looking at the names on the roster, like, how many times has Bob Covington <laughs> – and Nick Batum been Isn't the that the list guy who lives on next it. door to me? Yeah, like those guys are always <laughs> like they've been in a thousand trades. Those guys, Nick Batum, part of a pack.
5: By the oh, way,
3: fantastic. When we had I Renewable starting for us, I knew we were not as serious. That's when it was basketball. Basketball. But that like
5: that, that that was that was NBA Twitter. Like at the NBA trade deadline, Cavs got to go all in, but they can get like. One of the top five players in the league for Ira Nuble, Damon Jones, right. a bag of basketballs, and something else.
2: It's not how this league works, man. No, no.
5: Let's let's just let's manage <laughs> expectations here. We'll see what happens. Yeah, One
2: thought will. from
5: uh, Sunday's games yep. in the National Football League: <laughs> Texans thirteen, Panthers first win of the year. Bo Bishop
2: Carolina's good at home. They're better at home. They almost got New Orleans at home. They got Houston. They did get Houston at home. They're more competitive at home. Good for them. I mean, you get it. You get a drive late, kick a field goal. The kid who hit the field goal had to ki- do it three times. Uh, is the way it ended up working. He had to yeah. kick it three times.
3: Pinheiro, I think. Yep. He had to kick it three times. Then he was hoisted like he had made a it was, bomb, being like a twenty yard. A twenty yard field goal. <laughs> uh, I want CJ. I, I want CJ Stroud to get a weapon. That was. This was a game that I actually watched a little bit. I had to pick up and play C.J. Stroud in a couple of leagues So while we were waiting for our, our kickoff at yeah. four, which is one of the benefits to me of the four o'clock kickoff when it's actually one o'clock and you're on the West Coast. So you get those 10 o'clock games, wake up football. There's something. There's Waking a Waking up football wins. There's a beauty to that. Yeah. Um, so I watch a lot of this. He just doesn't have anybody that's dynamic. You know, I, I don't understand. John Metchie was somebody that was pretty highly thought of coming out of Alabama their second-round pick a year ago. I realize obviously he didn't play the first season yep. with cancer. He's back now, but he's a he seems to be a non-factor. They are, and they've given up their assets right, so they can't get. They're not going to be able to get him a big-time receiver unless they do no. it via free agency. Yep. And I think that I think that's that's what's missing from from that team.
5: Up next, how about them Cowboys?
3: Forty-three Rams, twenty Segura. One thought. Dominant. Beating, their defense is relentless. Dak looked great, and I love CD Lamb getting involved. 14 targets, 12 catches, 158 yards, two touchdowns.
5: It's amazing what happens when they actually get him involved. What I that right team looks like, and that's what's, why.
3: Why don't they? I feel like I he he's got to be at least 10 to 12 targets every single game. For Treat sure, him like yeah. just Jefferson. I think CD Lamb is immensely talented. Bishop,
2: Uh kind of a cash it push your chips in Rams performance. Like got down early and Stafford got dinged, and then they were just kind of like, "All right, we'll we'll play next week." Those really disheartening performance out of them. I don't know what week to week, what you are going to get with that. The, the first
5: know. few, first four weeks, they look like okay. they are yeah. going to be a handful every week. I don't know how good
2: they are, but they're going to be a handful. Two good targets. I mean, the Kyron Williams thing hurts them big. Like when he went down, like it's a big jump drop from him to you know uh, pass, Henderson and Freeman it together. Yeah, yeah.
5: So, but yeah. Up next, from the NFC Norris Division, the Vikings, 24, the gutless Packers, 10, Bishop.
2: We've talked about Cousins a lot, so I'll do the Packers side of this. They're just bad. They're really bad. Uh, Jordan Love's really bad. It's amazing to me that they had him in the building and and thought that he would be more than what he is. And I understand there were some drops in the game from the receivers. I think were, but Like, like eight. Uh, yeah, something like that. Six, there were several. Eight. I think it was six. But, yeah, either way, irregardless. Um, they're just not a very good football team at all. And when we saw this one, I just thought, I don't understand how oh, this is a pick It makes no sense. And it didn't, and it doesn't. Zaguro?
3: Agreed. Uh, what's weird about the Jordan Love situation is Kurt Warner or Lobsky have gone out of their way to say he's actually playing really well. And they it's don't steady, they have no agenda to do
2: so. It's a steady diet of, like, this is the stat line. 24 of 42 for 186, a touchdown and an interception, and then he runs for a touchdown. That's what it is almost
3: every week. It's yeah. that type of a stat line. I don't understand how Aaron Jones down and Dylan have completely disappeared. For sure. From their offense. I don't know what it is. They are not good, and they're not a fun football team to watch at all.
5: No. Uh, speaking of not a great game to watch, New Orleans 38, Colts was 27. Was. Colts now have lost
3: three in a row. Zagura, one thought from you. Good answer from the Saints, who kind of got the best of Derek Carr, hit some balls down the field. You know, and he's capable of that. He's capable mm-hmm. of popping off for three, ten, and two touchdowns. Taysom Hill—they're getting him him involved as a runner. He had uh, nine for sixty-three and two touchdowns. I thought it was a pretty good performance. Chris Olave—I I don't know if he needs a change of scenery. He's not going to get one, but they don't get him the ball. And then the Colts had it going running the ball. They ran it twenty-four times for one hundred and sixty-four yards. Taylor <laughs> averaged seven point nine. Moss averaged six. Yeah. And then they just kept throwing. It was wild. Like I mean, you really could just give those guys over and over
2: again. Like Taylor had, I want to say in the first half he had like sixty yards. He ended up with ninety some. Yeah. But he was getting whatever he wanted. I thought he was gonna run for about a buck fifty. Same. Me too. Yeah.
5: Up next from the AFC East Dolphins. Thirty-one Patriots come back to earth. Seventeen. Miami six and two on the year. The Patriots now two and
2: six. Bishop, one thought. I understand that the criticism of Miami is they haven't beaten anybody good but they bury people who are bad. Yes. And I like that. I like, I like burying bad teams, and they looked gorgeous in those throwbacks. Just pristine. Ramsey in that thing,
3: good Lord, wear those all the time. They're beautiful. Yeah, welcome back. Ramsey, he got a pick. Waddle was getting the little ball, yeah. Tyree Kill. Mostert, uh, I, my big takeaway was Mostert's touchdown celebration of the race walking. Elite. I, I fancy myself as a, a good comedic race walker, and I loved seeing that celebration. I thought that was that was awesome. I
5: think one interesting thing to watch here with Miami as we continue to go through this season is how well they play away from home. They're very, they're really, really good at home. Yeah. On the road, they they look like a little bit of a different team. They've lost to Buffalo and Philly,
2: so take that for what it is. To, but I, they haven't looked great in their no up, no. In it's, their val- other it's valid. Road. Yeah. In in ill climate, you wonder. Yeah. Uh, up next, then again, if
5: they just keep winning, uh, everybody'll come to them. Yeah. South Beach in January sounds
1: beautiful. It does.
5: Um The Battle of New York. They should have just made this a tie and no one should have gotten a win, but the Jets somehow escaped with one. Thirteen to ten in overtime. Jets now four and three on the season. Zigura, one thought. Good team. Yeah, very good
2: defense. This was the Giants. This is, Giants a, this is, is all... an impossible loss if you're the Giants. It's impossible
3: to lose this. But it's also would have been an impossible win. When it's that you have
2: the ball, it's under a minute. No, no,
3: I get all of that, but I'm saying if I were to tell you they had
2: a field goal that they miss, like, if he just runs it, like, just picks up the – it's fourth and one, I want to say. I was watching it. It was second screen. It's a fourth and one. Graham – No. And they miss the field goal, and so it's 10-7, and Wilson
3: goes 24 seconds, like, boom, 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 field goal tie. Like, what are we doing? But they should have won a game. In Jeez. which they had zero first downs via the pass. In which they had negative oh, yeah. nine net yards passing. A game in which they went two for nineteen on third down, and averaged two point eight yards per play. Crazy. They game. were suppo- that. How do they lo- How could they possibly have won? They averaged they averaged negative a half yard per pass attempt. That is like this. It's. Tw- I don't even Tommy understand how you DeVito could be, came in. But how could you even be in the position to win a game like that? Bad ball. That's what I was that's saying at bad the start ball. of the no, show. That's Some bad, bad ball. ball out there that's brother. bad ball.
2: Patriots play bad ball. The New York teams play bad ball. Yeah.
5: Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, meanwhile, have now won five in a row. That's right, five. They're six and two. They go into Puker land, take Renegade, and tell them to stick it. The oh, they've Jags stolen their towels.
3: Squealers. And they're all 10. upset about it. Yeah. yeah, Wingard, right? The linebacker safety.
5: Yeah. Bishop, one thought.
2: I thought this was a very impressive win from Jacksonville from the standpoint of they weren't great. Lords threw red zone interception, one inside the five. That's just impossible to throw. Um, they win by two scores. Um, they are a very good team. They are someone to be concerned with and reckoned with in the AFC. And I think that there's another, unlike some of the AFC teams, I think there's another gear for them even. Um, I think they, can, they have a way to even get better. That's the type of game Pittsburgh wins. I'm pretty sure Pittsburgh is thirtieth in the NFL in offense and thirtieth in the NFL in defense.
3: They can't stop the pass at all. So they are
2: the idea that that team's four and three crazy.
3: By the way, this was a twenty to ten game. The Steelers just have some kind of magic that keeps them in these games. So this is how the game. Tylen's a sorcerer. This is how the game went. Three Three and out for the Steelers. Field goal for the Jags. Three and out for the Steelers. Field goal for the Jags. Three and out for the Steelers. Jags get it down to the the Pittsburgh 18 fumble. Three and out for the Steelers. So that's four straight. They go down, and he throws the pick that you're talking about inside the five. So it could have been 20 to nothing at this point before the Steelers Mm -hmm. had picked up a first down. Steelers get a field goal. Jags answer with a field goal. Steelers miss a field goal at the end of the half. Third quarter, opening possession for the Jags. They get it down inside the Pittsburgh 30. They fumble again. Tank Bigsby fumbles out of nowhere. Then they hold them to a three and out. They held him to a five playing out. They give a touchdown. They give up a touchdown. I mean, they should have won this game by a bazillion and did not. So it was it's wild. The Jags are good, but that was sloppy, sloppy play.
5: Steelers that could have been a not good. a beating. Yeah, it should have been. Kenny Pickett, by the way, about twenty minutes ago, met with the media and said, I'm playing. So So there's that. He'll
2: play on Thursday. They jump all night. to George Pickens and Pickens will catch off six people's heads and They'll beat Tennessee. That's how that goes.
5: Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. Speaking of the Tennessee Titans, Titans 28, Gutless Falcons 23, Falcons fall to 4-4, four and four, Tennessee 3-4 and four in the National Football League. girl one thought.
3: Will Levis, where have you been? Why weren't you playing before? Yeah. We've been saying this for years. It's time to move on from Tannehill. I thought that he played well, and I am can't say I'm sad to see smug Arthur Smith take an L right here. Oh, by the way, did you notice that they looked a little bit better throwing the ball with Heineke out there? Right. Yeah. Maybe we should have done this from the get-go. It's like uh, the battle of the stubborn coaches. Oh, my goodness. With
2: Tannehill and then Arthur Smith with Ritter. Like, just – it's okay to just be, move on.
3: Just move on. Also, shout-out, Gibbe. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Shout-out to a former Brown who led the Falcons in receiving in this game. Three catches for 75 yards. Any guesses, Gibbe? A
5: former Brown.
3: Former Brown. Uh, special teams guy. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Uno. What you got? Kaderil Hodge. Uno. Taking over. The taking mic. The, mic, the mic. Dropping the factual <laughs> hammer. What a moment. What oh, a I'm moment so in CBD excited. history. A moment we'll never yeah. forget. That's Uno, had so you, you had seen that or you just knew that it had to be Kaderil Hodge? Uh,
4: I saw it when I looked at the box. It
3: was Hodge. Still, it's still a win, Uno. Good job, you don't have to tell them how the sausage is the made. The fact
5: that I knew it was a special team or former Brown, I'll go with that. Were you gonna get start, Errol Hodge,
3: I didn't have the name
5: off the top of my head. Okay, right. I'm, like, I'm like special teams guy started week one of the Freddie Kitchens era. Yeah, I like it. That wide receiver, uh, up next to the NFC East, the Eagles probably happy they don't have to see the commies anytime soon. Uh, three straight high scoring affairs between these two teams. Eagles come out on top 38 31, they're seven and one. Washington clearly in fire sale mode today. Now three and five.
2: Yeah, Philly is Philly's the best team in football, but they haven't. We haven't even seen their best yet. But they're. I, I'll say this. I don't know if they're the that they have the highest ceiling. They have the lowest floor in the NFL. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They, they are always going to be in it. They will beat ninety percent of the teams they play because of their talent.
3: Cigaro. Sam Howell's up and down. Good Sam, bad Sam is reminiscent of some other quarterbacks in this league, to be sure. But he can sling it at times. They finally got Dotson going. Remember when I asked Lesley, where they get him going? He had eight for 108. Jamison Crowder, seven for 95 and a touchdown. McLaurin, five for 63 and a touchdown. This was a, a bit of a shootout. I think the big takeaway, though, right now is... It's hard to argue right now against Tyreek Hill or even, you know, when he's healthy, Justin Jefferson, but A.J. Brown might be the best receiver in the NFL. Did you see stop. the numbers? He's the most consistently productive the last every like night, four every week.
5: weeks or something. Peter King had it yesterday. He has a better stretch than Jerry Rice. Yes,
3: he's got, he goes 131, 175 and 2, 127, 131, 137 and 1, 130 and 2. He's got 125 plus in six straight games, which I think is, I don't think that's been done before. Yeah. He's, outrageous do you know what is so they have played the Eagles are seven and one eight games he already has 60 for 939 and five would you rather have him or Tyreek Hill right now I would A.J. Brown I just think he does every he, he is everything Tyreek is I mean they're both great but I think A.J. Brown is the best receiver in football
2: Bishop I don't know. The, like, the Tyreek Hill, is so, he's just so damn expression. It
3: kind of depends who my compliment I to him say, is. Yeah, it
2: depends who my quarterback is, like what what I want to go about, my
3: business. I think A.J. Brand can do anything. You want to throw it down the field to him, he's going to moss people. Yeah. You want to throw him I short, you like, can do everything. Ty-
2: Ty- Tyreek, you can use him, like, on the Jets. You can use him on the, all of it. I, it's ridiculous that, that that they're both playing it just a re- – he's already got 1,000 yards, Tyreek does.
3: A.J.'s got to be right there, too. A.J.'s 939. Yeah. yeah. Like, they those Ty- two are just ridiculous. Yeah, Tyreek – Tyreek's got a thousand fourteen. Tyreek season two fifteen and two forty and one one fifty seven and one fifty eight. That was his only really down game. One eighty one and one one sixty three and one eighty eight and one one twelve and one.
2: Wouldn't that be fun? Imagine like every time every Sunday you went to the ball yard and you got to watch all that.
3: Oh my god! <laughs> yes, me and S have AJ Brown in uh in fantasy. That's been a real treat.
2: Oh, there you go.
5: Uh, up next, Ratbirds thirty one Cardinals twenty four.
2: This is a gross backdoor cover. Not Very even gross. remotely it's, it's, close to this was not even close the to this. So yeah. this score was so it was twenty one. It was uh, it was thirty one fourteen. Let's see or thirty one fifteen. It might have been 31-15. It was thirty one fifteen. Arizona with scores with like two minutes, two minutes and fifty one seconds. Two fifty one. It's thirty one right? the numbers eight and a half. Arizona scores to make it thirty one to twenty. They go for the two point conversion. They don't get it. They then kick the onside kick. The Ravens don't even really try to recover it like it's a it's a really nice onside kick, but there's really only one Raven to get it. It's kind of like what happened to us against the Jets. Yeah, except they still won. We didn't. But like (laughs) it's like, can someone please catch the football? Anybody. Right. So then they do. Then they go down and you're thinking to yourself, well, what do you do here? Thirty one to twenty eight and a half. Right. That's what continue to be what we pay attention to. And they go and kick the field goal because you got to get points as soon as possible. But they don't even do that right. They let 20 seconds run off the clock before kicking the field goal because they couldn't decide what play to run. It was a disaster, and somehow they cover. It was gross, gross. Baltimore's really good, too. Uh, Broncos somehow go into
5: Kansas City and win. 24-9, to 9, the final score. Actually, it was in Denver.
2: I take that back. Sorry. Mahomes had the flu. That was when we were in the air. I yeah, wasn't Mahomes was sick for the game. Uh, He looked it, and Kansas City kind of just pushed in. Like, it it started going not their way, and they just pushed in. Good for Sean Payton, though, for keeping the buy-in in in Denver.
3: They're still bought in. They are. Russell Wilson now in his last five games. Not too shabby. Ten touchdowns, two picks in the last five games. Now, he's not throwing for a lot of yards. By the way, how about this one? Javante Williams finally getting the ball a little bit, get his first touchdown of the year. We'd love to see that. Uh, and I think the Chiefs just just folded it up and El, El Foldo said we're fine. We're going to make playoffs. El Foldo. Forty Nineers just agreed to a deal for Chase Young. What? According to Jay Glazer. What? And your quarterback's oh, making
5: eight hundred thousand dollars.
3: That's what you can do. But let me tell you They'll have you Bosa and
2: Chase Young.
3: That's good. They needed somebody. They good. needed that other. They tried with Randy Gregory. That's going to be. That's incredible. Which gets us to
2: Bengals 31, 49ers, 17. (laughs) You can't
3: play the Steve Wilkes, according to my dad. Nerd. Nerd. You can't play that solid defense. We're getting no pass rush. Well, you're going to get a pass rush. Christmas come early, Pedro. Yes. My dad is going to be quite pleased with that.
5: Uh, Rappaport saying likely a mid-round pick in 24 is all it took.
2: Well, you got to pay him, of course. I would assume. So that's the that's part of it. Um, the other thing in this one, obviously, Cincinnati very good. Burrow nineteen straight at one point. Finished yeah, twenty eight of thirty two. Who's back? He's back. Yeah. Um, He's back. So much back. so, uh, Jamar Chase, after his touchdown in the in the end zone, did a backflip. So they they are sowing their oats in Cincinnati. Well, so. everybody except for T. Higgins.
3: They have T. Higgins? Well, he he had eighty five. He was six for eighty five. I think he had five five for sixty nine. It's not bad. That's his best yeah. of the season. Yeah, it's been cool. Baltimore at 8 for 89 and 2. Zero. 8 for 89 and 2. 2 for 21. 2 for 19. 2 for 20. 5 for 69.
2: Banged up for a lot of that. But know. yeah. Yeah. But they're they're cruising. That that, that They're going to be cruising now. They're going to be a team you're going to have to deal with. Um, all right. there's it's Things starting to heat up on the NFL trade deadline side of things. We'll keep you updated on that coming up next. Just to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
2: OBM, preferred copiers and provider of document services for the Cleveland Browns, you can tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. If you're just joining, uh, former Buckeye All-American and Heisman finalist Chase Young and uh, current or former Washington commies traded to the 49ers for now what is reported to be a third. So the Niners will have Bosa
3: and Young. And Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead. Imagine That's telling, a pretty good line.
2: telling like you're in 2019 that within the next five years, Nick Bosa and Chase Young are going to be on the same team. It's
3: wild. That's pretty wild. That is a loaded line. I'll say it again. Bosa and Chase Young at the edges, Hargrave yeah. and Armstead in the middle. That's crazy. They're going to be ferocious. They are. A yeah. week too late, by the way. Could have done it against the Bengals. Uh, Would have been nice against against uh, the Bengals. Joe Burrow. Yeah.
2: Could have helped us out, Pedro. Yes. Higher or lower? Let's do it. Give it.
5: Presented by Keep It Fun Ohio from the Ohio Lottery, offering easy ways to keep gambling fun. Our good friend Pete Prisco at CBSSports.com. Yeah, boy. First up. The Browns after their loss he dropped some four spots to number 13. the two teams in front the 49ers at number 11 the Jets at number 12 behind the Chargers at 14, the Saints at 15. Zagura higher lower or just right for your Cleveland Browns.
3: I mean you said the Jets are at 12 Yes then we are we are better. Than the Jets, I don't care under any iteration. They almost lost a game. In fact, no. should have lost a game to a team that didn't throw for a yard. We did lose to a team that had negative yards in the fourth quarter, which hadn't happened in thousands of games. Fair. The one I, I think don't, we're better. What do, what than do that? we
2: do with the Chargers here? What do you? How do you make sense? Of I don't. That? I think they beat the Jets too. Yeah, I think they'd be favored over both us and the Jets. Right? If.
3: Us today, us with no as
2: we stand, yeah. as is currently constructed with that's PJ fine. Walker at quarterback. I think yep.
3: that's. I think we would be so.
2: Next,
5: higher <laughs> or lower? Number one, the Philadelphia Eagles. Number two on this list is where I'm going to start, just because I'm changing it around. Let's go. The Baltimore Ravens are number two on Pete Prisco's list. He has the Jags three and the Cowboys four. FYI, Bishop, higher, lower, or
2: just right. For the Ratbirds. Do I think the Baltimore Ravens are the second best team in football? No, I do not. But I do like that he at least is not taking a pull mentality, and he's saying, what are they right now? Right now, they're pretty good. So, I don't have a huge beef with it. The teams that also you could put in here would be Detroit, Jacksonville. They smoked Detroit. They did, yeah. Yeah. be Detroit, Jacksonville, uh, who else? Miami. See, Kansas City just Yeah. like at Denver, so I can't have Kansas. I guess I don't have too much of a problem about it. Zero? I,
3: I think it's probably fair. I mean, could you put the Dolphins there? Yeah, maybe. I, I think it's I think it's a fair spot. They've in the last two weeks they obviously handled Arizona like they should have, and then they smoked the Lions like that was as much of a beating of a team as you could have. And, and so I think I'm fine with the Ravens being there. It's going to be a, and coming upon the Browns to go and handle their business, and and let themselves climb up the old power pole rankings. Next.
5: (laughs) Higher or lower? I mentioned the Jags are three. The Cowboys are four. Miami is number five. Zagura, higher, lower, or just right? By the way, the Chiefs are six. The Bills are
2: seven.
3: I like the Jags. I think the Dolphins right now are still better than the Jags.
2: Same. I would move Miami up. I'd have Miami third. I'd have Miami third, too.
1: Next.
5: Higher or lower? All right, as I mentioned, the Chiefs are six, the Bills seven, the Bengals are number eight. Zagura, higher, lower, or just right for the Bengals?
3: I think who's who's nine, ten? Nine Lions, ten Seahawks, eleven Niners. He
2: he doesn't like the Lions, but Leo's much at all. He's got him done at nine. I have him higher than
3: that. I have him higher than that as well. uh I think that's probably fair for the Bengals. I think they're going to get a chance, you know, against Buffalo on Sunday night to say definitively we're back, and then yeah. all of a sudden I'd have no problem putting them at like number two. Now, if they go out and if they handle business at home against Buffalo in a conv- good-looking, convincing fashion, yeah. I would. I'd put them at number two.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's got the Lions too low. The the Bengals. It's a situation where you saw it. They look. They were really good against against the San Francisco 49ers, um, but you need to. I want to see it backed up. Give one, I mean, I don't want to because they're in our division, but just in general, if you're judging them, you want to see them do it one more time. Um, that's a pretty good tweet from Stuart Mandel, by the way, of the Athletic. Missed it by two days, and it's Joe Burrow in the spring game being tackled by Chase Young at Ohio State. Yeah, would have been. I, I have wish been nice we didn't miss it. Ago. I would,
3: wish we didn't miss it.
2: Yeah. Next. Higher or lower?
5: All right, I'm going all the way to the bottom so here. Let's go. Uh, the Squealers are number 16. Uh, but whatever, (laughs) who cares? Uh, they're probably, probably properly marked there. They're going to go nine and eight with this operation. 100%. Yeah. Mike Tomlin never had a losing record. Probably going to be the case again. Yeah. Um, he's got the Panthers at 32. I'm not sure the Panthers are the worst team in the NFL. He's the, he's got the Packers at 29, the giants at 30 and the Arizona Cardinals at 31.
2: In front of them, as they stand right now, Joe Pesci from Goodfellas is starting for the Giants.
1: They're Well, Danny so, Dimes got cleared. Oh, is so he I think, back. I think he okay. will be back this week. Okay.
3: So if he's back, then okay. Um, if if you're talking for a one-week game, for like if this is the ranking for this particular week, and Clayton Tunes is starting for the Cardinals, they're the worst team in the NFL. Fine. Yeah. It's been a lot. They got a, they got a lot of currency off of being plucky in Week One. They've been brutal for a month, and beating the Cowboys—that was like that know, was it, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, beatings. Yes, beat them. I mean, they're—they're. They're, I watched that whole Seahawks game and prep for the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. They were abysmal.
5: Yeah. All right. That's higher or lower for better or week, worse. These Big chairs, eight, week, nine, better, week nine, better,
3: better, better, better than, than those. This. Those like it's a chair you, graveyard. It's like when you fly over uh, Tucson and they've got the mothball <laughs> fleet there. It's like you've got these mothball chairs. There, yeah. yeah, So much more to come. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
2: Car, trucker, motorcycle accident caused you injury? Call the injury lawyers at 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elkadelph's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Uh, favorite Hollywood uh, Halloween costume as a kid was
3: Maverick. Nice Jump For suit? sure. Yeah, full had full a full flight suit. The real deal. It was
2: legit. Bootsy had that last year, I think, and that was a yeah, very was a good, good one. job out of him. Uh, how about you, Gibby? Favorite col- Halloween?
5: I don't. I don't have one that stands out. I don't have one that I was. The the one I can remember is I I went to a costume mandatory party in college. Yeah. Did not have a costume. Yep. Cut open a bag of kitty litter, emptied it, put the bag on me, <laughs> cut a hole in it, and I went as blank kitty. <laughs> nice. Of
2: course. Uh, I, I always was light, It all, it all,
5: it all works
2: yeah. I, um, I always wanted one of the bot costumes But of course we couldn't have that We always had to make them yeah. Yeah. So it was basically a rotation between Dracula and Zorro like those, I had one black cape And we just rotated those things going forward So uh, enjoy your Halloween Be safe out there kids If you're
5: driving around tonight, remember
2: like remember they're, they're not looking it, for you No, they're chasing candy that's yeah. free yeah, that all they have to do is say a it's word, a two and they hour get it. Two-hour window, kids. Yeah, let them live out there.
3: Reese's Butterfinger, Snickers. Those are the elites to me. I raid.
2: I go for the bite-sized Snickers. Those go in the freezer. Oh yeah, those go right in there. Um, and then big Reese's Pieces guy. Pieces, pieces. Yeah, I, I pieces. really like the Reese's Pieces. That's where it's
3: at. Same. Same. Come like to those people guys. People stop by my house. They'll get some Reese's Get some Reese's Pieces. pieces. Yeah, we were handing those.
2: We did that too. Handed it out on Sunday. Uh, happy Halloween, everybody. We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850
1: ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.